bike runs out of gas. Look at my phone, that's dead too. And I'm like parked, I like start walking up this canyon and there's just literally a forest fire. Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. It is 11.15. We are in Chiang Mai, Thailand at the Like Home Hostel. I'm back with Austin. Hello. My partner in crime along this trip. Yes. Halftime. We've been, been good. Yeah. Austin and I have been kind of throughout our trip, meeting up with each other for a few days, splitting up for a few days, being in the yeah. same city. Stay, it sounds like we're like d- separated. I know. It's <laughs> like we're trying to explain to our kids, like, right. no, we're not divorced. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes to Chiang Mai before me. <laughs> oh my God, what an analogy, man. <laughs> Figurative language here. We're doing a lot of it. No, we, uh, it's, been, it's been so nice and so refreshing to, one, Miss you, yes. and then want to hang out again. Which yeah, you want you want to miss your friends. Yeah, yeah, which has been really cool. We haven't like gotten sick of each other. At least I haven't. I don't know. No, there's been no getting sick of each other yeah. on this trip. It's been very nice. It's been cool, and like we do have these stories that we've done without each other, and then we can yeah. come back and talk about it and be like, "Holy shit, man! Like this is so surreal. Like we're actually doing this. Yeah, like you did that. I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, when, I, when I first got here, I was a little nervous because we had talked about when we were going to travel, when, when we were back home, that, you know, we should do our own thing and split off and do this. And then I was, like, you know, so about it. Like, yeah, I'm going to go off on my own. And then when we first got here and, like, in Krabby, I was like, holy shit, like, I don't I don't want to leave you, <laughs> man. It sounds kind of scary, you know? Yeah. And you left and then, dude, it just been magic. It's Since it's a, just a different type of travel. Yeah. There's not a better or worse there. I think traveling alone and traveling with a good friend, they're awesome in their own ways. Completely. So getting to experience both is, I think, the uh, the ideal situation. It's been the ideal situation yeah, this entire really month. Has. It it's really has. It's been so wonderful. We're actually both really sad. I don't know how good of a talk this is even going to be because <laughs> we just don't want to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I have to fly to... Bangkok tonight, Austin heads there tomorrow, and then in two days, we're out of here, headed back to San Francisco, and I'm not, yeah, I don't want to go. It it doesn't feel right to leave, you know, we're not like homesick because we've actually just been so, have so much freedom to be whoever you want here traveling, so it's like. Well, we're staying at a hostel called Like Home right now, so it couldn't be more spot on. Nui? Is amazing. Yes, she's like the hostel. What, what do you call these people? The hostel leaders. Yeah, she's like the owner. It was just the, the owner, owner of the hostel yeah. and like the manager as well. Yeah. Yes, she's uh, she's so bubbly, so nice, always smiling, so welcoming to guests. I just, I I stayed here like two weeks ago by myself, and uh, jo- and now I'm in another hostel in Chiang Mai, kind of up the street in Old Town. And uh, I came back to do this, and she gave me breakfast for free again because yep. I don't have breakfast at my hostel, and like 
hi, I had a shirt I left here that she washed and remembered me. Like, she's just like, she really makes you feel like you're at home. Like She's the absolute sweetest. We were, we were laughing earlier because... Because we were talking about when you learn your first language, you only know kind of a certain set of sounds. So yeah. some words are harder to say than others. Yeah. And it was funny because I was, she kept asking your name. She clearly knew it, but she, yeah. she I said, Austin, it's Austin. She said, oh, no, I can't say that. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, those sounds don't make sense to me. And you think about like trying to say some yeah. Thai names like yeah, as yeah, someone yeah. who primarily oh speaks English, and you're like, that is a hard word. Those, those roads that we were trying to find, yes. the wine bar at last oh, night? Yeah, yeah ha- completely. Hell no. Yeah. Couldn't, man. <laughs> kidding, kidding, lost. Well, going back to that feeling of of not really being homesick, it feels just as fake that we're leaving right now. Yeah, that seriously. Than it felt that when we were right. coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that is so spot on. Yes. It's and the same exact feeling. I don't, I, I'm like more scared almost of this feeling because I know, yeah. you know, we know we have to get back into the swing of things, Yeah. but it just doesn't, I don't know. I, I like the swing of things out here. I right. want to, I want to keep, right. keep hanging out here and not necessarily just in Thailand. I mean, Thailand has been great. It's been, I mean, yes. it's been absolutely wonderful. I think it's such a good starting step. For people who want to travel Southeast Asia, because it is a little easier. Right, it is 100% super affordable. A lot of people speak English. They're mm-hmm. very accommodating. Yes, the people here are wonderful. Um, yeah, it's it's been so smooth. This has made me really inspired to do some research about other places. Yes, I'm super pumped to get back to make some more money and and get ready for an, another trip. Yeah. Like preparing for that and keeping that in mind because like that was one thing that was really keeping me fueled in the last like 9 months that we, you know, started scheduling this trip was keeping this trip in mind. Yes. But I had I actually had no idea of what it was going to be like. So, I was just keeping kind of this fantasy in my mind. Now I know how fantastic it actually is to keep it in my mind. So, that's a that's a, a positive thing that I'll be taking back, you know along with the other mindfulness stuff that we've been learning about in the last couple weeks, which I'm so glad, dude. Yes, I'm so glad you found this place in Pi. Yeah, uh, the last podcast I recorded was at the Open Mind Center in Pi. What did you do to find this place, and like, how are you feeling? Yeah, sure. So we we woke up. We were all clearly feeling just like hungover, kind of shitty. You and I, I know we're both disappointed about Pi, even though it was great for what it was, but not what we expected. So I got on my bike, and I think I just told everyone, like, I'm just going to go for a bike ride. I was thinking of maybe going to Pi Canyon. And then I heard someone as I was going, they're like, oh, yeah, it's super busy, super touristy. Yeah, (laughs) no way, Uh, really. No, (laughs) it's not what I want to do. So I just... I rode around for a while. I was going really slow, and I was just like, I felt just kind of like empty. Like yeah. when you're traveling and you, you know, you you spend the money to get out somewhere, you feel very guilty when you when you're not experiencing what you want to experience, yeah, yeah. even though that's absurd to yes to put that much pressure on yourself right, to, right. to have that much fun all the time and whatnot. Right. But I was going around feeling bad, like oh man, you know. I left some certain cities in order to get to Pi quicker, and I feel bad about it. You know, I could still be in the South or yeah. still be in Krabby, right. right? And I think I originally rode by this thing that said Open Mind Meditation Center. Mm-hmm. And in that place where I was at, I was like, oh, this that might be perfect. Yeah, that, like, hit. But it felt, I was, like, scared, though, because sometimes those meditation centers are fucking creepy, 
and yeah. you go to them and they're like, hello there, brother. <laughs> like, oh, no, I got It's it. like a cult. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. Most of them feel like cults, even oh, if they're wow. not. The people just, yeah. you know, they're, they're so overly nice. And then there's yeah. always some sort of catch, like, right. yeah, come meditate and stay here for free, and also sign up for our book list. Yes, <laughs> our just, email, fucking yeah, just pay like ten thousand dollars a day. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It, do you want to be in? <laughs> Jesus. So did you pull? Did you pull right in? No, I went by it, and I just kept it in the back of my mind, and I went to the strawberry fields in Pi. Oh, cool. And. I just felt like I broke in. Honestly, I walked and there wasn't, I, I could tell there were people like up in the building, but I just kind of walked past the building into this field where I think clearly people give tours or do yeah. go on like, you know, pay to pick. You just walked right in. I just, do a mountain tour. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like in a weird mix of like confident and depressed. And I was yeah, like, I'm yeah. just going to go in. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to stop me. They can, I just, I just read the quote, like, you know, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to go in. Like the worst <laughs> they're going to do is tell me to leave. And I go in there and it's this like creepy, Okay, it was what I thought the Open Mind Center was going to be. Yeah. It was like all these like kids' toys and just like s- strawberry paintings. I don't know how to describe it, but it was weird. Interesting. And I go out there and there's like a few people working in the strawberry fields. And I just, I'm just walking through it and there's this one person that's just like overlooking everyone. That's just like, it, it looks like the yeah. boss. Yeah. His back is to me. And I'm walking over and I just want to like go and like, ask them a question or just see what they're doing and I walk up and it's a fucking scarecrow. (laughs) No way. (laughs) And I like, my heart starts racing. Obviously it's not, it's daylight. Like, you know, it's it's not scary, but in this creepy little strawberry field. And that being said, go to this place. It's, it's gorgeous. Okay. Very nice. (laughs) Uh, but in the day I was having and like the lack of people there, it I mean, felt very weird. It felt probably like a sign. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was kind of this character well, was, like, get out of here. Yeah. I mean, that's what they do, man. I yeah. mean, you fucking walked into a sign. This is true. So, I get back on my bike after after walking out, and I kind of just start going back towards the place. It's the same turn as the hot springs. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go to the hot springs or something. And then I see the sign again. I'm like, all right, yeah, no, definitely. It didn't even seem like a decision at the point. I'm like, yes, yeah. of course, I'm going to go it. in. And, yeah, it was, long story short for, for us, yeah. for, for this experience in Pi, is went and did some of the best meditations ever. Interesting meditations. Very interesting, yes. It was wonderful. We did one where we just spoke in gibberish. Yes. For ten minutes straight. That was the most interesting one, yeah. Yes. It was gibberish for 10 minutes mm-hmm. uh and then the power thrust oh with the, yeah with the low belly Ooh. yeah, yeah. all at different times and all of our <laughs> eyes are closed you know so we're <laughs> and like our arms are going up in the air and slamming down and we're thrusting our hips at the same time as we're saying <laughs> yeah it's just starting to sound like we were in a cold <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it really <laughs> is it. it really is <laughs> but uh i think that actually this meditation place really you know set the bar of just being mindful in the place that you are and like just setting yourself where you're at right now Mm -hmm. and doing it and feeling it and being whatever you want right now you know and not setting these expectations for things 
and that's the same thing with people too is like sit down with somebody sit down with somebody random even if they can't even speak your language that well sit mm-hmm. down and talk with them see yeah. what you can see how far you can go you know like why not if you're good at miming things out you can really <laughs> yeah. have an awesome conversation. yeah oh like body language is so important here yeah. yeah it's it's been it's been wonderful i wonder if like all the homies back home are going to start making fun of me because of how much like i'm using like my hands towards my face and right. stuff you know like yeah, it definitely you makes doing? you a lot more animated. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I understand what you're saying. You don't have to you don't have to do that you with your hands. It, well, you had an experience where it was very necessary for you to Yes, I did. basically what? say what you needed. Yeah. This was in Pi, correct? Yes, this was in Pi. So, after Joe went to the meditation retreat, he came back and met up with us, hyped it up. I was like, "Oh my god, you you found the gem." So, I I went and met him and then uh I think we spent 2 days of just like almost destroying our bodies in the best way. Three meditations a day, a a yoga class. Mm -hmm. uh, I got a Balinese massage, which is kind of hard on the body. This is what I wanted to close my trip with. Mm -hmm. And I'm super grateful. So um, I think it was after, it was maybe the second to our last day there, uh, I decided to go on my own. It was actually the day of the massage. It was the Mm -hmm. afternoon of it. Um, And I took the scooter and I just started going. I just started going to who knows where it would take me. You know, I just wanted to go. I just felt like so emotionally open and vulnerable from all this meditation and yoga that it was just like, I just want to go do something. I don't know, even know what I'm looking for. Um, so I brought my notebook, I brought my tarot cards and I was like, I'm going to go have an experience. So I'm going down in these it turns into these beautiful rice fields next to a river. There's buffalo without anybody drinking out of the river. Oh There's I, I, There was an elephant that was loose, essentially, near, like, this road out in the field. Like, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm really in the jungle, you know? Just, like, looking at these animals. Uh, it's beautiful. I keep going. I pushed through a little town, and I was like, uh, I needed gas. So I started running out of gas, and I stopped at this little town, and it was like my phone was about to die, and it was like a little town on the map. So I was like, okay, I'll have... I'll be able to get gas here, you know. Gas was just off. The thing was just off. I was like, uh, okay. Yes. Right where you need it. Yeah. Huh? yeah. So I just kept going, though, man. Mm-hmm. I just kept going. And this road turns into gravel road. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into a sand road. And I'm, like, starting to get up into these mountains that are pretty big. Um, they're very dry. Most of them have been burned by forest fires. Uh, it's no more, like, lush green forest where these huge trees and the rivers were, where I saw the buffalo and I saw these beautiful manicured uh, rice fields. And I started getting deeper and deeper into the mountains, man. And it's, like, kind of exhilarating because I got one bar, and then some points it would go to the blinking bar of my gaslight. Oh, as far as gas Yeah, goes, yeah. Man. So I just keep pushing, man. I'm like, fuck. I, uh... I, I took one last sorry for cursing. <laughs> I took one last look at at my map before the phone my phone died, mm-hmm. and I saw I was like halfway um, in the mountains towards Mei Hong Song, which is on the other side of the highway from yes. Pai, which is like about a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I'm pretty deep in these mountains, and uh, I'm just it turns into like chunks of rock that you're driving on and there's just nobody and like every once in a while one scooter will go flying by me and they'll look at me and I'll smile you know and they'll just be like yeah smile back like uneasy because they like don't I it's making me uneasy because I don't know where I'm going or what I'm going to see so I'm like going up high into the mountains man just cruising I'm so dusty I'm so dirty I'm luckily all I have is water I'm really hungry 
bike runs out of gas. Look at my phone, that's dead too. And I'm like parked, I like start walking up this canyon and there's just literally a forest fire. So I walk by a forest fire. It's like, I'm like, okay, like I hope I find a little, I hope I find something. I walk to a village and there's like nobody there. And I see like, it, it kind of, it goes up and then it flattens out and there's a plateau of this little village and it drops down. And I saw maybe a gas station thing, mm-hmm. but out in the villages, it's like they have water bottles and tubes yes. and it's like green, yellow, and blue. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, that's the gas. And like, you, uh, you just turn the nozzle, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I, so go over to that. It's not what I think. So I walk back and there's this old man working on something. And I, I smile at him, he smiles, and he puts his head down and keeps continuing his work. And I, like, try to get his attention. And, like, I walk over to him, and I'm, like, signing, and I'm, like, see what they cop, you know, saying hello. Uh-huh. And uh, he spoke no English. Mm-hmm. And he's smiling at me, laughing at me, so he's saying hello. And uh, I was having to sign, like, the scooter bars. I had my hand, my fists up, like, I was revving the scooter. And I'm, yes. like, scooter, gas, and I'm, like cutting at my neck you know like it's i have no gas i have no <laughs> gas my scooter and he's and he's like what like uh I, and finally he gets it i think you know because like, yeah. we were talking like this for like five ten minutes you know like, like you just trying smiling to sign being exactly like yes i it. sign what i need and he was so nice and i hear him go back into his uh his bungalow and i think he was his lady was yelling at him like i could just imagine what they're saying like yeah this random white boy like is like saying shit at me like <laughs> making signs at me i think he needs gas i don't really know like what there's a white boy out there like what is he doing you know yeah, i don't know yeah, what they're yeah. saying but he comes out with some petrol and i'm like oh my gosh so i i bow to him and thank you and he walks me to my bike fills me up and I'm just, like, so thankful, you know. I'm trying to – I wish I spoke Thai because I wanted to thank him so much. And right. so I, I gave him two, 300 baht, and he was like, oh, no. Like, he was like, no, 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 no. Like, he was – this man was going to help me. This random white person came to his village asking mm-hmm. for his stuff. Yeah. Doesn't – I have – you know, I, and I'm in the middle of the mountains. And he was going to give me a whole liter of petrol because he was helping somebody. Yes. And when I gave him money, it was a huge surprise, and he was super thankful. And that, it just hit me so much. It really, I mean, like, I, I, I got the gas, and I was thank, I thanked him, I grabbed his hands, you know, and I, I bowed to him, and he went back, and I, I started to turn around, and uh, I ended up doing, uh, watching the sunset. I started to, you know, feel more comfortable. I had, you know, a couple bars of gas. I was going to make it back. Yeah. My stress is a little bit lower, and uh, it hit me. Like, I, I started to tear up again, and... Uh, that I maybe gave this man, you know, a chance to take out his lady for dinner right. in town. And that was like, just, you know, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about that. Like, he helped me do something and I helped him do something. And we had no idea who we were or that that was going to happen that day. And these people, man, like, are so just giving, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, in the cities, it's it's more of accommodation and, and it's more of a... I think, you know, we, we know that people are traveling and they help you. But, like, I was out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you were just in this guy's I village. was in northern Thailand in the mountains, yeah. you know. That was so cool. That was, like, one of my purchases that I felt so good about. Yes. You know? 100%. I, I even, I wish I would have gave him more. You know, the, the people here, I just, I can't, ex- I can't express enough how, like, kind and open to helping someone random goes you know like just like helping a stranger like how many people just help a stranger just because you know i think that's something that 
all of us should do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And why not? See what happens. Oh yeah. You know? I mean well, if he wouldn't have helped you too, you would have been you would have been stuck out there, right? Oh yeah. You were I would have been S O L I would have had to like either walk around the same village or like you know, I was pretty determined like to maybe like even peek to see if I could see anything, you know, like mm-hmm. what I to point at, but like yeah, man, I mean if he would have not if he would have been like Typical American in a suburban neighborhood, like, mm-hmm. uh, no, I don't want your soliciting, you know. Yeah, can you get fire. out of here? Yeah, yeah, I would have been, yeah, I would have been SOL, man. Like, that's just how this trip has been going. Well, we talk about how easy it is to travel here, and it's the people that make it that easy. I mean, if yeah. they weren't so nice here, some of the fuck-ups we've had wouldn't go over so easily. Right. You know, we would we would be stuck out in certain places. Totally. Or, we wouldn't totally. We wouldn't get a certain ride to a place that we need or anything. Right. Like that. Yeah. Hitchhiked for the first time here. Yeah. I'm hitchhiking. Well, when I first came to Chiang Mai without Joe, uh, first of all, I drew a number out of a hat to see where I'd go next with one of our friends, Kirsten, mm-hmm. which is, was a great experience. And then I pulled Chiang Mai. Uh, I scheduled a, a hostel, which I thought it was actually just some dude's home, mm-hmm. way out of Chiang Mai, like 40 minute drive out of side of Chiang Mai. Okay, so I get the taxi there. Nobody's there. Okay, it's getting awkward. It's late at night. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. Finally, this dude comes, and he's like, is there laughing because he spoke a little bit of English. He's like, white people don't come here. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's a guest house for, you know, like, people that get massage and want to relax and old people, you know? Uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, whoops, my bad. Like, <laughs> okay, can I still stay? And he was super accommodating still. Yeah. He's like, I'd give you in a nice room, you know, for no extra charge. And I was like, okay, cool, so... Next day, I have to go to Chiang Mai, the city, and he's telling me about a bus. I don't know. I have my backpack. I got my sandals on. I'm like, okay, I'm on the busy street. I think this is where the bus is. Just start walking, man. So I started trekking for like 45 minutes on foot, which I'm not even getting close to Chiang Mai yet. And uh, I walk past this truck, and these two dudes are kind of looking at me funny. I'm like, okay, like, I just keep walking, and then they pull up next to me, and they kind of, like, cut me off on the sidewalk, not aggressively, you know, they found a spot there. Uh, one of them spoke really well English, and he's like, where are you going, man? <laughs> I'm like, uh, Chiang Mai, and they start giggling, you know, you're like, you're gonna walk there, you know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, or bus, or something, I don't know how to get there, like, and my phone's dead again. Of course, yes. My phone's dead again. Um... And he's like, you, you want to put your stuff in the back? And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get in, and um, I get in the middle, and it's like a truck, you know, where you can kind of sit in the middle, but yeah. there's not really a seat. It's like your crotch is in the gear shifter. So it's I the, get in. It's the youngest brother seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get in, but the dude that hops out who is already sitting there who asked me is probably like five foot, mm-hmm. 4'11", you know? And uh, I get in the middle, and he looks at me, and the driver looks at me, and we kind of, he's like, uh, maybe I get in the middle. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 I guess. I'm used to being the small one. So he gets in the middle, and uh, he, he was he was asking me questions, what I'm doing, uh, where I'm going, you know. And they start making a joke, and they start cracking up. And uh, they're speaking in Thai to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the driver, so these guys' names are Sam, is the driver. Uh, he's a little bit bigger. Uh doesn't speak English at all. Mm-hmm. And Dante is smaller, more flashy, has like these like stunner shades on, denim jacket, 4'11", dude. His name's Dante. Which <laughs> this is, is the guy of, talking to you, right? Yes, this is yeah. the guy talking to me, and he's like, okay, so what we're laughing about is like, 
you're offering to pay us money and we obviously aren't going to accept, you know, we don't want you to pay us money to give you a ride. But uh, we are still working right now and uh, we were talking about putting the white boy to work for his, <laughs> for his ride. And I'm like, yes. We started laughing because it was just hilarious the way he said it. And I was like, you know, like, I will help you. Like, you, I'll, you can use me as labor. I don't know what kind of work you're doing. And he's like, we're just unloading these cables. So we pull into the, the day market. We go down the side street that this truck barely fits down, mm-hmm. and there's three trucks behind us, and people are yelling and bartering. We get out the truck, hop out, start throwing these cables to the side. It's no like way. It's like fast pace. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm really in this. <laughs> I'm helping them. But we're in Chiang Mai. It's busy. It's my first time in the city. I just We just... I just backpacked with these guys. I'm helping them unload cables in the back of this market store. It's like super tall. It looks so rural, you know? I'm like, okay, we're we're just getting it going. Do another one. And then they're like, okay, like, thank you so much for your helping. Like, where do you need to go? Takes me to 7-Eleven, buys me a phone charger, charges my phone in the car. I need to go to an ATM. He personally walks me to an ATM to make sure I'm safe. And he's essentially telling all the people asking if I need taxis, uh, if I need this and that, you know, on the street. He's like, no, he's okay, he's okay. He essentially has my back. Stands super comfortably away from me, from the ATM, just looking out for me. Like, just, like, literally, like, my homie now. Just, yeah. like, looking out for me. Okay, I get the charger. He buys me a phone charger. I get money out of the ATM. He takes him to a scooter place, makes sure it's, a, it's all kosher. He's talking with him in Thai, making sure everything's all good. Like, I'm getting a reasonable price. He's like, okay, well, do you need, like, do you need anything else? Like, do you need food? Do you need me to get you any food or anything? And I'm just like, I, it was just like unreal for nothing, you know, for yeah. nothing. I still gave him gas money. And they're like, you really don't have to do that, you know? And I'm like, no, please, like, take some gas money. You just drove me. Oh, my gosh. Like, it just, and I even got, he even got to share a little bit about what he's going to do that night. He's going to, you know, maybe get a dinner with his girlfriend and mm-hmm. probably go to sleep and he has to work again tomorrow, you know? And, like, then they left me. I, like, gave him a hug and I was like, damn, all right. I guess, you know, I wish I would see them again, but I'm not going to. But, like, right. that was my first experience in Chiang Mai was not even sticking my thumb out hitchhiking all the way into the city when I'm, I don't even know how many kilometers away. Yeah, that would have been like a three-hour walk at least, right? Oh, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. It would have been a really long walk, and they bought me a phone charger, just accommodated me, like, the way you walked into the ATM and, like, just had my back, just out of, they were in the middle, like, think about it. You're in the middle of your job, you're stressed out, you have to, say, you're driving too, you have to mm-hmm. drive somewhere. You're going to stop for a hitchhiker? Absolutely not. No. No. These guys stopped in the middle of their shift to pick up somebody who doesn't look like should belong there. Right. Completely helps out their day and, like, doesn't even expect anything in return. Yeah, they their work day becomes longer in order to help this person. Exactly. Out. I felt like I was in the way shoveling these cables. I was like, damn, these, fi- <laughs> these they're moving fast. <laughs> they know what they're God doing. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. You know what my dream is, is that the guy... And I know that the order is is out of place, for this, so this wouldn't work. But like the guy who you met in Pai in that small village or outside of Pai in northern Thailand, who you gave the money to, maybe took that money and went to the day market in Chiang Mai with his wife, and then he just sees you <laughs> unloading all these cables, <laughs> working at the day market. He's like, "Who is who this? The, who is this who guy? The fuck is this man?" <laughs> Is this white Jesus? Yeah, where did <laughs> He's this, everywhere. Where did he come from? He's like happy about it, but also like I get out of this out of the mountains one time and I see this man again. <laughs> it's the same guy. Oh <laughs> He's my everywhere. God. You've met you've met the 
the guardian angels here. Jeez. You really have. You've and you really have connected with the Thai people more than most of the the travelers I've talked to. I mean, you've had these awesome experiences yeah. where you've really got to experience Thailand and experience you know compassion from and help from people that you have never met before and probably won't see again. Yeah, man. The humility, like it's just like the way that they treat each other, man. It's so cool, it's man. Beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's been yeah. wonderful. They go, they go out of their way just to, to make you feel because it's what's right. Yeah. yeah, and we all know that we have the same exact feelings because we're human. Mm-hmm. We have those same feelings. It's just a matter of action. Do you do that to others? Like, I don't know. I'm gonna try now. I hope to try my best to, you know, emulate the same type of living into my living and we'll see how it goes and what a great thing to take away from a trip too yeah hopefully when you're back in the states and you see someone who's lost you go hey, I kind of have to yeah, let's do at it this point. Yeah. It'd be, it would almost be comical if you didn't right? yeah. <laughs> someone walks into the bar like hey my phone died and you're like, like hey sets, fuck off sets me up perfect you know yeah. total setup for like my opportunity to be about everything I yeah. say I'm just like yeah go fuck yourself this is America dude <laughs> trying to make a drink here i'm trying to make a fucking cocktail live the dream dude but you see me here working if you don't have money i'm i'm out <laughs> well austin has to head out to get his second his tattoo. second tattoo out here in chiang mai yeah. the first one he got on his arm is awesome i'm not the type of person to talk about tattoos so i always <laughs> sound super lame super awesome but he got inked, inked up, up. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got super inked out here uh can you give a shout out to the tattoo parlor i don't know the name of it yo okay yeah quick shout out to our barber that we just got oh the best haircut God, from yes. yeah we'll make a quick skipper barber skipper barber skipper barber shop in shang mai uh just outside of the old old town uh two friends i believe the best haircut fade beard trim face massage facial mask just the homies yeah it cost two u.s dollars essentially two to three u.s dollars like it, amazing so the the dude that i got a haircut from he had a beautiful tattoo on his hand took like 30 minutes to try to explain that i wanted this to know where he got it from because they don't speak english <laughs> and then so it's pj tattoo studio um this couple they run it uh the dude who does the artwork is amazing, super professional, very clean. It's tucked away in the, a little town that looks rural and uh, like dirty, but the place is beautiful. They did an amazing job. Uh, the, the girlfriend is more of the receptionist. Uh, she does a lot of communication because she speaks better English. They did a five-hour tattoo. Didn't accept a tip. I tried to pay double for the artwork because it was amazing. They said no. I kept saying, please take my money. Like, this is so worth it. They said no. They took me out to dinner afterwards. They took you out to dinner afterwards. They took me out to dinner afterwards. And then I'm going there again today because I need more tattoos from them and for myself. Dude, you got to get inkied. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting inkied up. I got to go, man. Seriously. Yes, you headed out. Well, thank you for listening to the Hostel Homies podcast. We have been at Like Home Hostel in Chiang Mai. Uh, Until next time.